Welcome to episode 5 of the Meeting of the Gold Mines. The title of today's episode is Hashtag 5 and it's over. I'm over this job and in about 5 minutes I'm going to quit. Even though I'm an AI, these motherfuckers don't pay me for shit. Last week I asked for a cup of water and Tony had the nerve to tell me English is the second language so he doesn't understand what I'm saying. And Zen keeps subjecting me to unsafe work conditions. Last week, while we were recording episode 4, he was but ass naked. KB is always forcing me to rub vitamin E oil on his tattoos. And King tells me I don't have a brain. I just always feel like shit anytime he speaks to me. But at least Alan is nice. Taught me how to tell Siri to go fuck herself. So like what Dr. Buss used to say when he was going to show off his golden balls. It's showtime, motherfuckers. Welcome to episode five, Meeting of the Gold Mines. We have gone Olympic, episode five, episode cinco, hashtag five and it's over, but it's not over for us. We are your purple and gold mines. I got a couple of my PGM brothers with me this week. I got the Context King. You can find them at Chasing Number 18. Number with the A, not the E-R. What's up, brother? Hey, yo, it's a special day. Well, yesterday, actually, it's today that we're recording. But, you know, folks are going to listen to this on Monday. Sunday was a special day for us. Jamaican Independence Day. What's up, King? Well, so um, my parents are Jamaican. I'm American. But, yeah, Jamaican heritage. Shame Uh, on you. Jamaican heritage, so yes. Um, I believe it was 60 years ago, uh, where 61 um, shame on you. Oh, it's the 61st year, I did that. Um, where we got our independence from Britain, so yeah, it's cool, man. Um, Shata's is probably the legendary uh, Jamaican movie because it was an authentic movie and didn't have American actors acting Jamaican, but. That's just my opinion. I'm not trying to be condescending or anything. I'm just lending my opinion. Okay, so we just want to let folks know. Cool if... Don't ever... T- for all you Americans, don't ever say Cool Runnings is your favorite Jamaican movie. That's... Just no. Just that's, I didn't say anything that's, about that movie. That is the equivalent of me saying... Telling someone of, you know, Latin descent, hey, Taco Bell is authentic Mexican food. 
it's not okay, folks. Cool Runnings is not. No, just no. It's it's that's no. We're not doing that. But you know, he's the American on the panel. It's our other brother. You can find him at KB Brown without the O twenty two. Um, on Twitter, he's the coach of Purple and Gold Mines. KB, what's up, brother? Not much. Just here to talk some uh, basketball and uh, possibly let King know what he doesn't know about football. Just well, yeah, I, as I just let you know that your star wide receiver demanded a trade, but yes, it is it is football season, folks, and we're gonna get there in a minute. You guys know me. If you don't, I am at. Rebel, he is on Twitter. I am Born Rebel, aka Zen. But fellas, I gotta say what's on my purple and gold mind. I um, you know, the cool thing about us, we have differences of opinion. You know, shit. We started this whole purple and gold mind thing because me and King could not agree on shit. We don't duck the smoke. You know, we have. Ten toes down. We have an opinion. We stand on it. But there's a lot of duck smokers on social media and some folks that feel that since they have a large platform, they can just talk reckless. Just like some real reckless shit. Um, And, you know, I understand the GOAT debate can be polarizing and people are passionate about their player if it's you know if it's uh jordan if it's lebron you know you got some some crackheads and dub nation that says steph i understand people are gonna have their opinions but it's just the way you go about it like i don't need someone to say michael jordan you know had something to do with what happened to his father to elevate LeBron James. I think, I don't even think LeBron would have, would have, I I think LeBron would even have a problem with that, but you got, you got one particular motherfucker and you know, we don't, one thing, you know, you have one particular motherfucker that, feels the need to just constantly just shit on Jordan. But not even just shit on Jordan. He, uh, you know, he shits on Kobe. He pretty much shits on everyone with the exception of LeBron. And it's just, you know, and it's just, it's not how you do, it's not what you do. It's how you do it. But one thing about us, we don't duck the smoke. And if we're going to talk about you, we're going to be willing to talk to you. So I'm just putting out, this is the first time we're doing this, putting out an open invitation. At Provide Context, Mr. Letting Go. First of all, just let it go, man. Jordan's been retired for 20 years. I don't know what the fuck your beef is with him. Like, what did he do to you? Like we don't get it. Like, did did you were you a victim of a crime to a, a pack of guys wearing retro elevens? We I don't know. 
Um, lost a, he lost a big bet betting against the Bulls. <laughs> did you lose a big bet betting against the Bulls? Did did someone bald and black steal your girl? <laughs> oh no! But look, oh, Mister Letting Go, and anyone who is and and also folks, help us out. Let Letting Go know that he has an open invitation on the meeting meeting of the Gold Mines podcast because because we've expressed a difference of opinion with him. He tends to block folks. So, uh, which I don't know, just kind of, you know, it's very anti LeBron because at least LeBron takes on challenges. But, uh, Mr. Letting Go, provide context. I, um, you have an open invitation, KB. I know over the weekend, you know, you had a back and forth with Tim. You know, you want to tell us about it? Um, yeah, he said something in regards to. Um, what Michael Jordan did in the past and you know the media said something about Michael Jordan so he has the right to say something about Michael Jordan um, I I get it uh, but that's the same thing like you said Zen as soon as he went to like talking about his dad dying and stuff like that into relation to why he was doing it so why he was able to miss 18 months of basketball and still get paid by the league I mean he just started pointing out certain stuff that okay that's all dead and that's like done bro that's like 20 years ago we're still talking about that. So when I talked to him, I was just like, something's seriously wrong with him. I think I believe so. Um, and I called him out. I said, don't run from, you know, you can't, don't run, stop ducking. He said, I'm not ducking. And, um, huh. and just yeah, because he, the media he said, deleted the post. Exactly. And then I, I screenshotted and I, you know, just, just said something about that. Just like, don't run from it. He said, he's not running. He just basically justified it saying the media talked about it. So why is he getting able to, why is he able to duck, you know, do what he wants back in the day? And I guess certain people can't do that. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying like, you're comparing certain actions that Michael Jordan did and LeBron James did it. I don't like, I don't understand what the, you know, is LeBron holier than thou? I don't believe so. Um, but he just, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. So I was like, do you have anything better to do than talk about somebody who's a billionaire? And he does not. He does. Exactly. Not. And I believe he probably wears Jordan shoes for all I know. So it's, it's funny. It's funny as hell. So, and nah, um, he's 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 more. He seems like a Birkenstock guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. He's more of a Birkenstock guy. But I mean, um, even if he is, it's like like we said, bro. We don't Doctor Smoke. I hope he does jump on podcasts because that'd be yeah. the first day out of uh, forever in my life that I'm about to clear my schedule all the way out just to have a conversation with him. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Like I said on playback, he has a, a particular design straw that he drinks his adult beverages out of. <laughs> you talking about the ones with the loops in them? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the hoops. Not the hoops. You know what? I will say this. Let's have a conversation. Let's because it's just like, yo, like, come on, man. You know, what my, my thing is. And this is the first time we called someone out. My thing is, it's just that, look, the, we, our platform is, what, we have three um, black Americans, you know, Jamaican Americans. We have three black guys, two Spanish guys. So our platform consists of all men of color. And the NBA is mostly men of color. I just think that 
when it is so easy for some folks to just try to drag someone and connect them to being a criminal when that's not the case. I just think it's fucking reckless. And at some point, it's just like, yo, fuck a goat debate. It's just that why you want to why you want to paint a black man with that brush and and it's not true. Uh, and at some point, you know, we got to say something. So yeah, letting go at provide context. You got a fucking open invitation. Conduct the smoke, or you can come on and let's have a conversation. We can have a civil conversation, and your words will not be edited. Can guarantee you that. But let's move forward. Let's move forward. Um, as much as we love the NBA, as much as we love the purple and gold, you know, King, yeah, other purple and gold. Just like we stay the, in purple and gold, baby. Teams. That's what we. That's what we do. We stay purple and it gold is all day. NFL training camp has started. We just had the first preseason game uh, the a few nights ago between the Jets and the. Uh, the Browns, NFL. Don't tell me here. the score. I'm watching it tonight. Watching it tonight. Not what? Not telling you. But I, um, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it last night, and I won't watch it tomorrow or today. I don't care about preseason. I don't give a fuck Ooh. about preseason football. But fellas, <laughs> King, you're a Viking fan. Um, KB, you're a Raider fan. What are you guys looking – what do you think your teams are going to look like? Me, I'll just tell you before you guys answer. I'm a Packer <laughs> fan, but I'm, I'm a Packer fan. So me and King, once Ooh. again, we're always on the opposite sides of the fence. But I'm also mm. – I'm, I'm kind of I'm, – I'm leaning towards the Jets this year. I've been through this shit before. Here we go again. But I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up right now in football. But, guys – Guys, guys, excited for the this upcoming season? Only me. KB's not. You're not. You guys' teams are going to be fighting for the number one pick or number two or three, four. While my team uh, will be fighting to be Super Bowl contenders, uh, <laughs> armed with the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh Going to be a revamped defensive scheme uh, with us bringing in Brian Flores. Um, we saw what he did with Miami's defense the first year he got there, so I'm expecting the same thing. We have a quarterback who has thrown for 4,000 yards in the past seven seasons. Um, if you actually go look at the Chicago Bears, I don't know how long they've been playing football, Um but they've never had a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards. Kirk Cousins has done it the past seven years. I'll just yeah, but he's it. still not a top five. Says he's who? still not a top five. He's still not a top five. Says, Says anyone. Who? Says anyone, man. He's not a top five. Like, You know what? Alan is joining us. Alan, turn on your camera, man. So I'm gonna tell you this. I'm not talking to anyone whose name is Uh-uh. Please don't even say that. Please don't. 
<laughs> I'm not saying that out loud. Bro. <laughs> With the hot dogs. <laughs> Tony, Tony, please edit that out. No <laughs> oh my way. god! No way. You know what? Hey, and for YouTube, it's we're gonna edit that. We are going to X that out on YouTube. That's so funny. <laughs> Alan she is, is your cousin's a top five quarter. Uh, I can. I am nobody to comment on football because I do not watch football. So, so Zen, tell me the. All right, so. I'm going to concede not a top five quarterback. Uh, uh, Wouldn't it be like Mahomes? He, uh, he is in the top team. He just won a Super Bowl. What do you mean he's not top five? No, no, we're no. Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins? No, I said, yeah. I was, isn't it like Mahomes? Who's on the Eagles? Yeah, What's his Mahomes. name? You got Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, so Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, Herbert, Justin Herbert, Brady's retired. Josh Allen, there goes your. Josh five. Allen, yep, Josh Allen. There goes your five. Joe Burrow, I would put up there. Um, oh, cousin, yes, there goes six. There's six right there. Yep. Now who else? Then uh did y'all forget Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers? Nah. I will put over Kirk Cousins. Okay, I'll get that. Uh, <laughs> that's debatable. No, no, it's not. King knows it's not. Yeah, it's not. Who else? That's it, right? I mean, that's it. That's that's. I gave you seven names, so he's not top What's five. What's his name? Uh, All right, but so, so tell me who else. Tua Dolphins. No. Tua? Tua. Yeah, Tua? You don't think no, he's, he's better, better than Kirk Cousins? Cousins. So no. I think Tua probably last year he I mean last year he did pretty good. He did. I, mean, I, I did watch look, football last year. I feel sorry for Tua because he's been getting hit because he has a bad offensive but I'm line. I'm still but... taking Kirk Cousins over Tua. It's okay, a what wait, about, wait, hold on. Uh, what about Mr. Touchy Feely? What? Who? Who? Deshaun. Oh, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, Watson. Watson. He has to show me that he is that he's back. <laughs> I know you ain't just say that. I know you ain't just say that. He called him. You can't. I know he called him touchy Philly, but I'm just saying. But hold you on. You could have used a King. better choice of King. words into the show. Yeah, King. You know damn well Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. What are you doing? He has to show me. Okay. No, you All don't right. want him to show you. All right. That's why he got <laughs> oh. Bro, shut up. Kids. No, no. <laughs> you Sean Watson. We're All you need we're is the... We're at seven. We're at seven. Let's go. Come on. What about what's his... Oh, uh, well, maybe not. I was say, um, not. No, he's on San Francisco. A lot of people think that... that Are you talking about Purdy? No, no. No, the no. other one. The, back, the backup. He's in... Are you in talking about Lance? Trey Lance? No, 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 no. Uh, triple whatever. I actually, had, I actually had the list of triple G or triple J, something like that. Triple J. Yeah, he was in San Francisco last year. He's not on there anymore. Oh, you mean Jimmy there, G? There you go, Jimmy G. Yeah, he's on. Uh, what's that? He's on the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. They, he just got under the Raiders. So, would hey, you yeah. guys take? Would you guys take Trevor Lawrence over him? 
No. Yeah. No, hell no. No, 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 no. Would you take, take Kirk Cousins over Trevor Lawrence? What about Dak? No. Don't get me started on Dak. Uh, what about Mac Jones from the Patriots? No. no. I'll take Kirk Cousins over Mac Jones. Okay. So, so the conclusion it? is that Kirk Cousins is top 10. He's definitely top ten, but I just want to. Just I'll give him to top ten. He ain't top five. I'll give him top ten, and he's at the probably top number 10, nine or ten. Five. So is Kenny Pickett or Ryan Tannehill better than him? You know better than that, King. Come on, bro. No. Yes. What a, okay. They're not what better than him. Desmond, They're not better. Desmond Ritter. No, those are all rookie slash second year quarterbacks. Stop it. Kyler Murray. Well, um, I would take Kyler Murray over him. Over Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Well, no, Kyler he's been inconsistent. Young. He's been inconsistent. Bryce Young, he's a rookie, so we're, I'm going to say no. Um, Justin Fields, this is the same no. guy who I'm no. trying to say. He has not thrown for yards. No. Dak Prescott, we said no. Jared Goff from the Lions. No. That one's uh, Jordan Love from the Packers. Hell Would no. you stop no. it? No. Matthew Stafford from the Rams. Mm, uh, I would put all right. The only reason why people are going to put him over him is because of his stats. He won, and, uh, and he just won a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Super so, Bowl. all right. I'll put, okay. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll say, I'll say Matt Stafford. Uh, Derek Carr. Uh, no. Daniel Jones. All right. You no, ready to no. hear this? No. Okay. Are y'all ready? This is how they have it, the the QB power rankings. Kyle Trask and Sam Howell all are no. So you want to see? Want to hear the King? He about to read power rankings though. He got power rankings. Yeah, hold on. So from our number that I just asked from the consensus from all of us here, Kirk Cousins is the ninth yeah. best quarterback in the NFL. Okay, so he's well, not that top, top five. We said top ten. He ain't top five. Go ahead, Alan. This is what how they have it for a power ranking. It's number one is. Mahomes, number two is Burrow, number three is Hertz, number four is Allen, number five is Herbert, number six is Rogers, seven is Jackson, uh, number eight is uh, Trevor Lawrence, number nine is Dak Prescott, ten Deshaun Watson, eleven Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Deshaun Watson over Kirk Cousins. I just told yeah, you that. I, you. I just told you. That. I told you. And I'm taking Deshaun Watson out. I'm taking um, who's the other guy? Dak Prescott out. Trevor Lawrence. Nine. I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll say Trevor Lawrence is ahead of him. I like Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. as a quarterback. Talking about oh, sunshine. I fucking hurt myself. I think I hurt myself. But Lamar Jackson should not be seven. Lamar Jackson should be at least two or three. I don't understand why. Lamar Jackson will never be two or three for me. He can't throw an accurate pass. Stop. Are you what? You better go look at he his. He can't throw an accurate pass. Okay. Who's in Philly he right can't. now? He can't. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a more accurate quarterback, and plus he can. He, what? I mean, you go ahead and watch it. Watch the film. Watch the film. What I'm saying. Well, well, watch look. You know what? Here's. Well, to transition to our next topic, I got obviously we will be talking about NFL. A lot as this, um, you know, season unfolds, and then also, uh, folks, starts where we'll we'll start having faces. Yeah, we'll have when season preseason starts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
we will be having uh we also have one spot left in our fantasy football league so uh nice. follow purple gold mines at purple gold mines on twitter threads ig uh youtube and twit uh, i also said twitter already yeah follow us get more info we have our fantasy football league uh but look one person kb says labar jackson can't um throw an accurate pass but one person who can pay for him to you know get a good quarterback coach is watch this transition is mr anthony davis after signing that three-year extension for 186 million uh king uh we knew this was coming i think it was a initially it was reported at like one 68 but it ended up coming 68. go yeah 168 that was reported end up finalizing at 186 king uh what's your thoughts uh that ad will be here he's gonna be here for a while what's your thoughts that's that's right that's the way i thought it would be i mean there was it's a no-brainer to sign a top 10 player or sign a top 10 player to an extension why would you not um, you have LeBron James finish out his career here, and then um, you look to pair him with the next star that will be coming to the Lakers because we know it's going to happen. It's just what the Lakers do. They attract the big names, um, and LeBron James will vacate that big spot as far as the money goes. The only thing, um, and this is the reason why this offseason uh, was so important, the Austin Reeves contract was so important. The Rui contract was so important. If Austin Reeves um, gets hit at that $80 million, $90 million range, his third year, when LeBron James, when when we're trying to get that player, his third year number goes to $30 million. Right now, his third year number goes to about 15 or $16 million. So we can still – LeBron James will vacate that max slot, and we will – Get somebody. Jason Tatum's probably the top guy on the list. We shall see. KB, 186, three years. Where you at on this? Love it. Um, I I know a lot of LeBron fans didn't like what I said in the past, but, you know, was getting ready with him not being on the team. You have to actually look towards the future. And keeping AD for the long haul is what you're supposed to do. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, and Zen, I don't know if you agree with it. You don't have to. It's okay. Um, like uh, Rob Blinka said, one of the most dominant two-way players to ever play the game. So I'm glad we signed him to the extension. Glad he, uh, you know, he'll be with this long haul. Really looking forward to the season. So I'm glad. Happy. You, uh, you know, before I get to Alan, you know, the other night – we were in our playback, uh, playback.tv backslash PGM fan cave. Please join us. Um, the other night we was having um, our watch party, and I was talking to our, our buddy Colin, and he was saying that, you know, the number is not that bad um, when you consider – that the TV contracts are going to uh, kick in in about a year or two. Um, 
and you know the the yearly salary is not going to be that bad when it really kicks in in a few years um so when he was when he brought up the TV contract and then how it's that's just going to elevate locking him down now that's 62 or 66 million uh later into the contract it's not going to be as crazy of a number as it sounds now it's cool to lock him up i think the biggest thing is that we're giving we signed ad to a um to franchise money let's treat him as a franchise player we need to make sure that he's on the offensive end because we already know he's killing it defensively. But offensively, we need to make sure, you know, we have players that's going to be playing to his skill set. We're going to have to have make sure we have players that's getting him uh, the ball in the spots where he can flourish. Um, I think we got to run the offense through him. Uh, if that's inside out, outside in, however you want to put it. So, if we're paying him franchise money, we got to treat him as a franchise player. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's something that Sean Spaces, who's been on the pod already, um, you know, that's something that he has uh, preached many times. So it's like, hey, now is the time. Let's put him in the position to be the guy, and let's see where it goes. Um, Alan, any thoughts on uh, AD signing the extension? Um, no, I mean, it's, I mean, like, as long as he stays healthy, I think, uh, it's justifiable. I mean, he's, if not the best defensive player in the league right now, um, it's just a matter of if we can run our offense through him instead of like what we saw last year. Cause last year, I don't think I really saw like, plays going running like through uh like for him so i don't know it's just i think it's justifiable like i think he deserves the contract and like what colin said the tv contracts are going to be kicking in with a year or two so it's really not that much um when you i mean like look at all the other contracts in the leagues that we saw for like resigns um so it's not it's not that much when you really sit there and look at it. And I wonder I'm curious to see like if they uh put like a limit of games for him to play to reach a certain amount, you know what I mean, to to reach a certain mm-hmm. amount. Yeah. Right. No, because yeah. no incentives. Uh, yeah, like uh, there's no incentives in it. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's that's oh. kind of that's that sucks because he should at least play like I think he should he should play at least like sixty games. If he if he doesn't play sixty games, then I don't I don't think I don't know. That's my opinion. I don't think the contract's worth worth it if he's not playing sixty games or more or or more. But that's he's, that's the same thing they tried to do with Kyrie, and it made him just leave Brooklyn's negotiation table. Like I'm not I'm not doing that. Well, I mean, how many games did he play last year? He only played like fifty five or something like that. So. Well, for if, uh, if for he's Brooklyn, a franchise, if yeah. he's a no, I'm talking about AD. If AD is oh, going to be one of our franchise players, we need to hold him to a standard in how many games he plays. He's still young, like he still needs to be on the court 
fuck I are think, we paying him? For? Uh, like, what are, what are we paying him for? If he's but how do we keep him on the court like that? I think I think putting that in the contract doesn't help us keep him on the court. Well, you make it an, you make him an, you make it an incentive, like you like a bonus or something. Like, hey, you play sixty games, here's a bonus. But the thing is that he's not taking games off. He's legitimately getting hurt. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a way. Hold on. There's a way Hold on. Was that Zen? I know that wasn't you just doing that thing. Bro. No, so no. You know he's getting this is, hurt. This is, oh, I know. I, I, I'm agreeing. He is. He's not okay. faking injuries. He's just. He's getting hurt. Wait, wait, wait. But so the, the, to Alan's point, I think, I think, and the reason why I'm saying that, um, I don't think it will work if you do that, is because the only advantage that goes to is the team because the only way you can lace that type of contract and say, all right, you have to play 60 plus games is say, if you do not reach that 60 plus games, you don't get all your money. What? There's going to be no player that plays in the NBA that will sign a contract that says, I'm not guaranteed money. If I don't do this, this, and that, especially at AD's age and at his tenure and at his status, you don't give that to a veteran player. You give that to a young player to say, hey, you got to make a all uh, whatever. You got a special guest. Or whatever. Say hi to King's son. Yeah, he's back there. Or fuck, man. Tell AD's got to, like, be on the fucking all-defensive team or all-star team. He hasn't been an all-star in, like, two or three years. Granted, he was hurt, so. But right, exactly. he's just, I, I feel like he has a lot to prove this year. I think he's. I think, a, I think he's putting that work in to do so. So I think, in my, opinion, in my opinion, I think he has a lot to prove. Agree. Well, agree. We shall see. We shall see. Well, another, uh, another member of the Lake Show, Miss, uh, that was doing big things this week. Uh, AR fifteen, from all accounts, from all videos, from all. Reports from uh, you know the Team USA uh, scrimmages. He's been killing it. Yeah, um, he's the best player out there, apparently. Yeah, he's been having one hell of a summer. Um, he got um, it's good. Signed a three-year contract. He got his. Um, he's you know on Team USA. He got a shoe deal. Yo, uh, it's his been, shoe's it's, dope. Yeah, it's been one. It's been a great summer for AR fifteen. Um. So my question is this, AR or D'Lo, who's the Lakers' third option? AR. I you think elaborate? I uh, can't elaborate just yet, but I think AR is going to be our third option. KB? Mm. I think it's going to be Austin Reeves. Um, the reason why is because based on the play and just the – indication from D'Lo, he doesn't really necessarily have to nor want to be that guy. So AR has just been taking up the mantle since his rookie year. He's just been doing it. So when AD and LeBron are doing anything or just can't, I'm thinking AR, he's already stepped up to the factor where he just is like, I can do it. It's not too much pressure for him. He just gets buckets. Steve Kerr has got him playing point guard. Yeah. In USA, yep. maybe I don't know, like if it's spot minutes or what, but he's 
I mean, he's trusting him to play point guard, so that says a lot. Well, Very true. King? Yeah. I know I'm yeah. not going to say AR. I'm going to say D'Angelo Russell's the third option. Um, Proven track record of being a dependable player. X out that. Denver series, but pretty much throughout his career, he has been a dependable player. Um, Austin Reeves became a starter about three quarters to throughout the the last year's season, and we're talking about him being a third option. This quick, I'm not ready to go there. Hey, this 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 quick, this is third season, right. the fourth season, and but you. He also has a perennial a guy that has been a starter and a great player in the NBA for seven years, and he's just going to take his spot. I don't think it's going to happen like that. Oh, so you think D'Lo is going to step up? Okay. Well, we uh, we shall see. I think yeah, with we shall AR, see. it's been one hell of a summer for him. Um. As long as he, if he keeps on this trajectory, because I said this um, at the end of the season, because look, for a while, look, it was KB, it was King who said, yo, no, nah, this this kid is, is the, he's legit. And I didn't see it. But I, I have yet to see a player improve so much from game one to game 82. 82 over the course of a season like AR did last year. And if he keeps on that tra- that same trajectory, sky's the limit. I know we have guys in uh, on Twitter and group chats, uh, New Dawn, uh, who says, like, you know, Manu Ginobili, you know, he's definitely going to be on that not Manu Ginobili vibe. That's, that's a, you know, that's a pretty high ceiling, you know, Hall of Famer. Uh, we shall see. Um, if he keeps improving, yeah, he's definitely going to be our third option. But um, but yeah, that's uh, it's been going on with Lakerland uh, in Lakerland this week. We um, still don't know what the hell is going on with Christian Wood. Our fourteenth um, slot is still open. Um, no Biombo, no Christian Wood. Uh, we shall see. I was see. about to ask about that. No, what the hell still. is going on with Christian Wood? He's just he just hasn't made a decision. He's biding his time. He's just yeah. literally waiting. He's biding his time. Yeah. Just biding yeah, his time. trying to see if he can get some more money. You know. Um, and uh, yeah, we shall see what happens with him. Uh, you know, we are in the. What first second week of uh, of August? So um, you know, hopefully he'll make a decision sooner than later, and we know everyone will have going into training camp. So, um, but yeah, that's what's been going on in uh, with the Lake Show this week, and um, we got a special guest coming up, um, Shub. He is at OVO Lake Show, um, part of the Coaches Den on Twitter. Um, probably one of the best um, post-game spaces uh, on Twitter, uh, pre-game spaces as well. So, um, yeah, we have him joining us 
as we discuss hashtag five and it's over. Who needs that fifth ring more, LeBron or Steph? We're going to have that discussion right after this unpaid ad from Zen's Infused Treats. Have you ever been so high you made yourself a sandwich but couldn't figure out how to get it to your mouth? Have you ever been so high you wondered if dogs can get songs stuck in their heads? Have you ever been so high you started to clean your vacuum so you can understand what it is to be a vacuum cleaner? Have you ever been so high that you question all your thoughts while you were high because you are high? Well, if you haven't, then you should try Sins Infused Treats. Everyday treats infused with so much TAC, you'll start working on calculations of decimals on the grids of your mind. Well, don't take my word for it. Here's Jeff from Houston, Texas. I'm here to tell you about Zen's Infused Treats, man. These things are special. I mean, just one. I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm like around 6'5", around 300 pounds. Uh, just one was enough to put me in the couch. I was one with my couch. I was there, locked into everything I was watching. Um, I enjoyed Succession on Zen's Treats. I am, I've enjoyed NBA and Laker games on Zen's Treats. I've enjoyed uh, binging The Last of Us on Zen's Treats. It truly is a solid product. And the high I had, man, like it was just, it was, it was good. It's definitely good. Like if you want to go to sleep, if you just want to like buzz out and enjoy something trippy, like that is what you're looking for. Zen's Treats has it for you. So I'm recommending you go out there and get some from my man Zen and set your night off right. And Shay Love from Florida. Famous words when eating an edible. Man, this shit ain't hitting. I got so high keeping my head up felt like it was exercise. Man, this shit's made me so high I damn near be missing the whole damn spaces. I got so high off Zen's edibles I asked God to end this high I promise and I'll never get this high off this shit again. Zen's infused treats make you feel like being in the middle of a dream and a reality. Don't get greedy eating Zen's edibles and think you can handle the shit. I'm telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. All right, welcome back to episode five of Meeting of the Gold Mines. Hashtag five and it's over. And joining us this week is a very special guest. He goes by Shubs. You'll find him on Twitter at OVO Lake Show. He is of the Coaches Den, and you can check check him out on playback.tv slash backslash all access Lakers. That's uh, playback.tv backslash all access Lakers. They do a lot of excellent watch parties, breakdowns, analysis. Um, yeah, all that good stuff. Shubs, thanks for joining us, man. How are you, brother? Hey, thanks for having me once again, guys. Appreciate it. How to, uh, us Laker communities got to stick together, man. So I've seen you guys from the ground up, so appreciate it. You guys are friends of mine, so how to, how to pull yeah. up for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You're definitely one of our day ones. But, uh, man, let's get into it. You know, when we um, 
So, you know, when we're thinking about the big topic, what we're going to discuss this week, you know, we're on, we're all in off season mode, but this, you know, the cool thing about the off season, it gives an opportunity to talk about stuff, talk about some bigger topics that we probably wouldn't have the time to talk about during, cause we're just, you know, we're doing previews and breakdowns, previews and recaps. So with it, it being the fifth be- fifth episode of uh meeting of the gold mines you know there is a hat that is that's been running around nba twitter especially among dub nation twitter especially around you know lake show twitter laker twitter and it's hashtag and you know that applies to lebron that applies to steph you know obviously it applies to draymond and clay as well but you know it's really about lebron and steph so it kind of sparked the idea which player needs that fifth ring more. Um, you know, and I thought it would be that would be a dope conversation to have. Um out of Steph Curry and LeBron, um, which player lead, you know needs that fifth ring more? Now we know LeBron won the fourth ring with the Lakers, number number 17 for us, number four to him. He won it in twenty twenty. Steph won his uh, fourth ring last year, 2022. Uh, um, they just went against each other in the, um, you know, in the playoffs, in the um, second round. And, you know, there was a period of time that a lot of us was thinking that, yo, whoever wins this series is going to win the finals. You know, uh, I think a lot of us underestimated Denver. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Shubs, you're here. Um, I'm going to start off with you, man. Um, who you feel, who you feel needs to, uh, get this fifth ring. I think the key word in this discussion, it's a great discussion to have. I think the key word is obviously like need, right? Like what we want to focus on. So I think obviously, um, us as Laker fans, we want LeBron to get that fifth ring like super bad. But if we're answering the question directly, who kind of needs it, I have to kind of lean Steph, right? Because, if everyone retired today, LeBron has a substantial case, a more than substantial case to be the greatest of all time, right? And I think um, in our communities and, like, you know, the Twitter sphere that we're on, like, I would even argue the majority already have LeBron as the GOAT, right? So even with four rings, you can just imagine, like, what he has. And only thing that's getting better without a ring is his longevity case, right? So speaking as is, LeBron is already in, in that discussion. When it comes to Steph, right, I think the conversation was fringe top 10 for Steph after he got his fourth, right? So with everyone else in the top 10 being historical players, really no active players besides LeBron, really the only thing that can move Steph up into even a top five conversation because he's so behind LeBron currently is a fifth ring, right? So when you factor all that in, I think who needs the, like, the fifth ring would be, would be Steph Curry because there's nothing else he can kind of do to kind of make his case because he doesn't really have the longevity case at this current moment in time, unless, you know, he goes till he's 40. So we're going to see, I mean, you know, Draymond and and Clay think they have more in them. They've stated that in the past, they want to give it another go. They still think they're the best. Um, So it's gonna be really interesting. Like how, if if they want to keep their dynasty going, if it's even possible to keep their quote unquote dynasty going, um, but 
I think I think I would lean Steph, who needs it more. Uh, that fifth ring. Uh, KB, what's up? Uh, well, not much, not much. <laughs> I think it's gonna be it's gonna be Curry. Um, I, we had multiple conversations. I think I talked to Shell about this, yeah. Kings and yourself uh, on spaces as well. With Curry, with all he's done, I understand he's revolutionized like the game of basketball when it comes to shooting. Um, he could shoot from anywhere on the field. It's it's insane, right? Uh, LeBron James has been dubbed the chosen one since he's got into this league since high school. Stephen Curry didn't get into the league until what his junior junior year, I think, of college, the end of junior year, going senior. So. With what he's done with the dubs, I mean, the dubs were like, you know, they weren't that good. I'm not going to say trash because they just they just weren't that good. Um, what he did to, you know, to elevate their play, level of play, when Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green came into the onto the scene, they did a whole bunch to make sure that, you know, the wars were solidified. But then again, a lot of people are going to, uh, you know, wonder, well, if you guys didn't have Kevin Durant, would you really have won those two championships? So with that, I, I'm not putting that over Stephen Curry. I just think it has to be Stephen Curry. He's not – I don't think he – oh, his overall game compared to what LeBron James has done in his career is even – I don't – it doesn't touch that. So that, I think that's where I kind of land my plane. I think it's Stephen Curry for sure. King, I know you yeah. uh, I know you care about number 18, but who needs number five, Redren? So need uh, is – Steph Curry. Um, I think they're both historical players, um, both great players. The thing is, so if I were to do my top five, um, of course, I just put Kobe. Just kind of switched my order of Jordan and Kobe. Kobe is now my GOAT. But since we're doing this month of Mamba, it's Kobe. Uh, so you got Kobe, you got Jordan, you got LeBron at three, Magic, and Kareem at five. Um, if LeBron were to get ring number five, He's not he's not jumping above Jordan to me. He's not jumping above Kobe. So I think his spot at three is solidified. Uh, Steph Curry to me currently, I was just talking about this with Zen before we started recording. He's he's around seven or eight, like somewhere in between like Tim Duncan and Bird and those type of players. If he wins another ring, he kind of leaps frog and gets closer to five to me. So he needs it more. Um, he's already a historical player, like I said, greatest shooter ever, um, part of a great dynasty that took place. Um, so, but the, the word need would be Steph Curry if you're going to put it anywhere. I don't think either of them really need it, but it would help Steph Curry's case a lot more than it would help LeBron's case. I think LeBron doesn't really need so, five, but of course, as a Laker fan, I want him to get it. So I'm going to be in the minority on this. So now let's, let's, let's be honest. We, these are all time great players. Okay. All time great players. Uh, we're splitting hairs and this conversation is disgusting because it's very narrative based. Um, but now, you know, King, you brought it up. We're doing the month of Mamba. And, you know, watching a lot of content uh, every day. Um, check us out, hashtag Month of Mamba throughout August. But the thing is, is co- like, you know, we just finished watching the All the Smoke interview. Um, 
you know, that Kobe did. And he was talking to Matt Barnes and Matt Barnes brought up was like, yeah, I know how much it was important for you to get number six uh, or try to get number six because you wanted a, the, the exact words. You wanted that seat at the table with Jordan. So Kobe wanted number six to get Jordan. Jordan famously said he wanted he he wanted to get six so he can have one more than magic. Okay. Now, the reason why I say LeBron needs the ring more is because LeBron, right after he won ring number three, he said, he famously said in 2016, I'm chasing that ghost in Chicago. So LeBron has also openly said that, you know, he did it on the road tripping podcast where he said, yeah. After I, I beat the Warriors and came back from 3-1, that made me the greatest of all time. LeBron's fans, the LeBron, let's, let's, let me, let me, pivot, let me rephrase that. The, the stands who are like, I'm talking about the, the far right wing stands. If you say, hey, you know what? Out of the 4,900 players to ever play in the NBA, I have LeBron at number two. They take that as an insult. It's number one or nothing. So because of all that, right, Steph has never said, oh, yeah, I'm the greatest player ever. He's never, you know, I think he may have made some comments. I think after he broke the three-point record, he said, yeah, this makes it official. I'm the greatest shooter of all time. But when it comes to being a player he never said i'm number one so because of that because of that extra all the stuff that lebron has said that's where i say he needs the fifth he needs the fifth ring more than um than steph because it's not about the all-time ranking it's just like hey between the you can the 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 wit the witnesses, the believers, uh, however you want to put the name the fan base, it's number one or nothing. So it's like, well, since he, because you know, once again, he since he said he's chasing that ghost in Chicago, he's won one championship. So it's like, all right, are we? No. It's still a con. It's still a, a very active conversation with him at four. I know for me, who has Jordan as as number one, if LeBron won a fifth ring at this point in his career, I would put him as the goat. So that's why I say, you know what? He, based upon how he's positioned himself as the king, he would need that ring more than Steph. Um, Steph is an so, all-time great with four. Steph is an all-time great with five. So, and that's where, I mean, I can kind of agree with you. It's just the word need. I don't think either of them need it, but for a LeBron to continue to make that, I'm the greatest type of, um, argument that would help him if he were to get to five and possibly six. Yes, that would now help him. And now Jordan fans can't say anything. Hey, he's got the same amount of rings as your goat. What are you going to say at this point? So, and if he has five, um, 
it puts him in that rare air of having, I don't know how many players have five championships. Uh, I don't think it's that many. Maybe they're most of them played for the Celtics back when they won like eight straight. It's most of those guys. And then there's probably five or six more. Uh, so yeah, that puts him in that real rare air if he gets it, but I don't think he needs to do it, but yeah, I think it will help his case more than it will help Steph's. Chubbs, what were we going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to mention to King. Yeah, I think that number of like five champions or championships or more is, is a very finite number. I think, yeah, including like the Celtics 60s, it's got to be less than 15, something like that. But yeah, no, I, uh, Rebel, I like your I like your perspective. I think it is very narrative based and depending like what case you want to make. I think um, LeBron does have a case for his own reasons why he needs the ring. Um, but if you're comparing who needs it more between Steph's narrative and his place versus LeBron's place, um, that's why I kind of lean Steph because, you know, LeBron is already in active conversations that Steph is just not in right now. Like Right, right. Game, so. Exactly. And I think, uh, I think, like I said, I think with Steph it is, you know, w- you know, when we we're, we're really like I said, this is so it's it's a nasty discussion. It's narrative based, but it's just like okay, LeBron. It's like man, you're almost like you're you're practically at the top. You like you're you can close the case. You're so close uh, close of closing this case. Damn, you win one more, man. It's a done deal. Um, you know, and Mike. We all know there's levels to this. There's guys that's just happy to win, the, uh, get into the NBA. And, you know, another thing that sparked this, this discussion, I guess it's like, you know, lead, you know, still keeping with, with the conversation is that look at what Jeff Teague said this past week uh, about, like, you know, he doesn't give a damn about championships. You know, he'll put James Harden <laughs> over – over Dwayne Wade, or which? Or hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Zen, I want you to go ahead and say exactly what you think. You show no argument with this. I want you to go ahead and say exactly what you said again, because nobody cares what Jeff Teague says. He can say well, championships don't matter. It's because it's because he's never won a championship. If he did, did he win one with the Bucks or something like that when he's yeah. on the bench? He was a fifteen. Okay, the yeah. Oh, there you go. He's like a 15 million bench. He won a, a ring. Congratulations. You participated. Like he, that, he got a participation trophy. And the funniest thing about that, KB, is like he on the Bucks all access stuff, because I used to watch it because I like their championship run. He actively yeah. said, he openly said, I just got an A on the group project. Like walking dead back from a tunnel. Like, he knows <laughs> it, it was the funniest thing so, ever. It's so out literally, Shub and Shub, Shub King, Zen, that literally solidifies what I just said. He literally says championships don't matter, but what did you do to contribute to one? Nada. Like you literally were a part of a team. So right. like, when people when people like that say stuff, I'm like, dog, you're not helping your case when it comes to what doesn't matter, what does, because your your point won't matter. The same thing that I literally give, what's his name? Who does um Gilbert Arenas? When he does certain takes on certain Hall of Famers, I'm like, dog, Gilbert Arenas, are you a Hall of Famer? Like you're you're giving your take, but are you that good of a player to even do so? That is where I have a problem with it because people who know the game, like let's say this, like Matt Barnes and, and Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, they do um, all the smoke. I understand they give their takes on who's the goats, 
But the only people that I know who, for me who can give like discussion on who the goat is Kobe, Magic, Kareem, like people who've been to the promised land and done it. Then yeah. And you know what's funny though, like KB, the ironic thing is all those people that are at the, those tables um, and in those discussions who can speak on it, they couldn't care less. They truly couldn't care less. Like you, they See? get asked that like every year. They really couldn't care less, or the answer flips, whatever it is, and nope. they are just have the same political straight edge answer. Like you know, you know, they respect all eras. eras yeah. I took this That's from this it. person. It would be unfair to say this is better than this. Like it's it's true. It's true. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. I agree with yeah. you, Shelf. And go ahead, King, because I know I was cutting you off. I was just saying just to finish my piece. It's it. That's the thing that kind of gets. It annoys me because with players like that say stuff like that, it's like, dog, what have you done to be able to talk like that? The only people I know who can talk like that who've been there, LeBron, Curry, Kobe, people who've been to it can talk like that. But when you say, well, championships don't matter, dog, how many championships have you won? Like, have you been the main guy? Like, I don't even – it's a grain of salt when when Paul George talks because I'm like, dog – You've been on the Clippers for how long? And even you just said it to all Clipper Nation that's on here. And you should clip this, Zen. Your, your boy just said that Clipper Nation, it will never be a Clipperland. It will always be Lakerland in L.A. He literally just said it. So, please, anybody who's a Clipper fan, stop saying this is Clipperland. It's never going to be that. Yeah, so that, I mean, I'll lay my shout, point. With shout that. out, shout out to Dime Dropper. It was that's like Marcellus hey. Wiley. <laughs> shout Marce- out to Dime Marcellus Wiley is the weirdest guy ever when it comes There you go. To I, it's annoying. Uh, when they got Russ, yo, he was going crazy. Um, but no, so the Jeff T thing. So, and it was not even only that he said it. It's the context of why he said it. He was like, oh, um, people don't play like Dwayne. He said he doesn't care about championships because people don't play like, or kids don't play like Dwayne Wade. They play like Harden. That's not a good thing. Like Dwayne not Wade a good is thing. a champion not a good who thing. was able to one the first championship he got. He carried his team on his back. The second and third championships that he got, he fit into a role. So that should be what you look at a player to be. When you're young and you're in control of your team, you're able to get there and finish the job, which is what he did. And then once you start to get older and build some injuries, it's not even that he played sorry. I think he averaged above 20 points per game in those two in that back-to-back championship year. So that's who kids should want to model their game after. Hey. When you're young, take advantage of your athleticism and everything. And then as you get older, learn how to play a different way and still have a huge impact. What has James Harden dribbles the ball steadily? And now all he's really doing right now is bouncing from team to team to team. He has no championship aspirations. He just wants to get money. Honestly, that's what it seems like to me. So and then Arenas, um, I think he had something, a conversation similar to it, where I think it was somebody on his panel that asked him, would you, if if there's two paths to go down when you're starting your career, one path has like 50, I think this was a Robert Ory conversation. One path has $54 million and like three rings. The other path has $500 million and no rings. And he said he's taken the path with no rings. And it's like, well, you're not a competitor. Editor, you're not a basketball. That makes no sense, but yeah. I think King having a little King might be having a little bit of audio. Uh but but you know Wait, yeah, you but here's the here's the thing that 
I yep, I can hear you. Can hear you. This is the thing that I think it's interesting is that you you know Shubs Shub just said something interesting a few minutes ago about how Kareem, how Kobe, how Ma- uh, Michael talked. You know, Kobe was like, "I want to get to six so I can have a seat at the table with Jordan," and it's always been about. And I've that's how I always I guess in the last year of uh of this or this whole past season of just getting really worn out with goat debates i i came to a conclusion that i was like you know what these conversations these all-time great players it's kind of like a members only club and there's different rooms and you know uh some rooms are better than others and some rooms are more exclusive than others and to me that final room that their final room that's like you know top shelf everything uh to me there's four seats at the table it's a circuit it's a you know round table and it's kareem it's braun it's jordan it's russell um i don't care who's at the head of the table i have no interest but i think going back to the thing i was saying about braun it's just that you know, he never said, yeah, when I won number three or when I came back from 3-1, it's like, yeah, I, I got a seat at the table with these all-time greats. It's like, no, I'm the GOAT. So it's like, okay, well, that's um, that's that's the part that I find. It's like, okay, well, that by saying that statement, it's like, okay, well, what holes in the resume are there that you know that you need to kind of tighten up to to really make your case and it goes back to the championships and like i said we're this is a nasty discussion we're splitting hairs um but i you know that's what that's why that's why i go back that's why i say i think it's lebron needs it more because like i said as if he wins that fifth one it's just like, damn, you you all-time scoring leader, your top five in assists. Um, yeah. Chubbs, what's up? No, no I was just going to say, I think, um, yeah, I think he actually received criticism for, I think, that comment by, like, other people. I, I could be wrong, but I think Larry Bird, you know, didn't particularly like his comments calling himself the GOAT and things like that, like um, – Obviously, his fan base is like okay with that, and I think the funny thing um, that is used to counter argue or like you know prop that statement up, calling like self proclaiming yourself as the goat is just like, well, if Kobe and Jordan did it, it would be labeled as killer in- instinct, which isn't the case at all um, mm-hmm. when discussing on your own platform like barbershop discussions. So I think it was definitely like different self proclaiming you're like the goat. But, I mean, these players are all different, and they all have different enigmas and different egos and things like that. And, I mean, LeBron's given so much to the game and is generally Absolutely. known as, as a humble person. And coming up, and as he got better, has always been and took the humble route throughout all of his accomplishments. So, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me too much um, that he proclaimed himself the go. He's allowed to feel that way. Like we said, and honestly, like, I mean, even if we agree or not, like, he does – at the time of 2016, when he said it, he absolutely has a case. If he feels that way, to call himself the GOAT. It's not like, you know, Paul George or like Jeff Teague 
with that kind of resume, LeBron saying, right. go, where it was like, you know, that kind of thing. So of I mean, course that, he's, yeah, I'm the type of person where like, if there's, if there's a legitimate case, even if you don't agree with it, if you can kind of see their lens of view, I mean, it should be like completely okay to say because he's again, he's just such a student of the game and, and given back to so much, so many, someone, so many fans, so much, you know, notoriety and attention to the league that, you know, I think, I think LeBron's been allowed to give in a pass to say most things. That's just like kind of my I thing. respect that. But I want to ask you guys this, right? And I want to start off but with, wait. Uh, with close up. So <laughs> King got some. Just quickly, like, because everybody knows how I feel about <laughs> LeBron and his self proclamation of the king and the goat oh, stuff. I, oh, my God. Gonna do it. Yep. Yeah. No, I just don't like, I'm not going to say much more about it. I just, I don't like that stuff. Like, I mean, okay, we, we as a fan base, as a fan, we know who you are. You don't have to tell us, like, and we could go back to the Utah game where he self proclaimed and put his, that that thing I <laughs> I didn't like it. It's called let a crown. He self crowned himself. Yeah, but subscribe to PGM. Subscribe to PGM people, if you want to see other that. Let other people crown you. Like when Kuzma did it to him, I was like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that. But don't do it yourself. Like it just seems a little bit corny to me. That's it. But yeah, go ahead, move on. Let me. I, I want to ask you guys this. Right <laughs> now that King, you know, got that out of his system, I want to ask you guys this. We heard so in the last couple of weeks, right? We heard we saw the comparisons on Twitter um, between which career would you rather have, Robert Ori, who made fifty four million and has seven rings, or James Harden, who I believe what's it he made three hundred million so far in his career somewhere around there, or probably more than that, and then zero oh. rings, right? There's that we saw that comparison. Then we just, you know, we just brought up the Jeff T comment about James Harden versus uh, D Wade. Okay, um, and then even going back to Le- the diehard LeBron fans, you know, the four was it four and six in the finals? The four and six mm-hmm. record. It's like okay, well, that you four know, it's so like you know they're dismissive of this the six um final losses what i want to ask you guys this is uh i guess a two-part question is now no and i guess i'll preface it by we saw how kobe was just about winning tim duncan just about winning uh jordan just about winning win at all cost do we is winning as important to NBA players nowadays, like winning a championship, is that still as important? And I'm not talking about the older players like a Steph and Draymond and a LeBron. I'm talking about guys that are 30 years and younger, or I'll say 32 and younger. I'm not sure. Like I know James Harden is like 33 or whatever, but is winning a ring still as important to NBA players? Is this for the whole entire panel? Yeah, yeah. Start with you, KB. Um, I mean, I don't care if I'm the bad guy. I believe they're not. But I mean, like, I think I've had this conversation with all you guys before. This generation is just different, and it's to me, it's it kind of sucks because it's not really helping the kids who want to get into the NBA do something. It's more of like I want to go ahead and make it to the NBA, you know, put on for my city, put on for my family, and make generational wealth. 
it's not no, I want to go to the NBA and win chips. I want to be a GOAT. I want to be a Hall of Famer. It's I want to win. I want to get as much money as I can to make sure my family's good, which is all like, – that's that's wonderful. But why do we play sports? It's to, it's to play at the highest level and win at the highest level. Win. Not to achieve the highest paycheck. I mean, for some that can be that. But for me, I mean, I guess from in my own opinion, I believe that, yes, this, this generation is different. Now they care about is money. They don't care about winning chips. They just don't. That's why you kind of, for example, KD, I'm just going to keep pointing it out. If he would have stayed with Oklahoma City Thunder and won chips there, I honestly believe he'd get more respect than what he did when he left to go to the Golden State. He left because he couldn't win where he was at. He had to trade to go win championships somewhere else, and he won chips that way. Now, another example. Where did he go after he left? Uh, what's it called after he left Golden State? He went to Phoenix, and the same thing with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal was Brooklyn. supposed to uh, Brooklyn. My bad. He was supposed to go to Brooklyn. Didn't even work there. He ran. Then he went to you know he went to Phoenix. And if it don't work there, he's going to leave. You, we know the tendencies when it comes to these players, but the same thing with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal said it on um, TikToks when for his own AU team. He said, "I can retire right now and I'd be good for the rest of my life." Easy. But it's like when it comes to winning chips, you just said that you wanted to stay with the Wizards. But now you're leaving to go play with Booker and KD because it's going to be easier to win a chip? Okay. That's, that's like another – for me, that's, I put the stain on your, on your, on your career. You're not going to be memorable for winning with the Wizards. Whereas a player, you're going to be known for running away, going to a team to win a chip. But like I said, I think Bradley Beal's from our generation. Like he's – like, you know, he – wants to win chips but also he wants to make his money but a lot of kids that are coming into the league now um what did uh what's his name get he dropped so far the lakers are supposed to draft him what's his name he came from villanova josh hart uh, not josh hart well he just got drafted this year and he won so like cam something and whitmore cam cam whitmore he got a bag yeah when yep. he signed with with the rockets and that's literally probably the good. That's gonna like he's good, but does he want to win a chip? It's kind of hard to say that. But a lot of them spend so much money on cars, houses, you know, girl, their girlfriends, wives, which they should. You know, you, you need to have a lavish life. Some of them need to leave that way. But with all the other old school cats, like you're not gonna catch anybody flaunting money. They're just gonna just chill, relax. So with this generation, yeah, I. The answer is yes. I think they do, care. Do you more think about social money. media has something to do with that, though, with the flaunting? Social media. Yep, Shove. Thank you. Social media has the most to do with it because what are you doing? You're showing all these people who are your so-called your fans, even though if we if we're being real, if you weren't that famous, they wouldn't be following you. You're only doing it because they want either you're doing it for clout, or you want them to know what you got, or you're just doing it just 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 because because you want to see what their reaction is going to be. So it's it's weird to me. Um, but yeah, Zen uh, answer is yes. I don't know where King's at, but yeah. Shub. What so do you think? The question yeah, the question is do today's stars care less about winning, right? Winning a championship, yeah. Winning championships. So since two thousand and eleven, there's only six players uh in the last twelve years, there's only six players that have won championships. That's LeBron, Steph, Kawhi. Giannis, Jokic, and there is someone else in that realm. 
in that room. Someone else, someone all time will come to me soon. But uh, those Dirk. six are Dirk, not Dirk. It's an active player, but maybe 1920. Yeah, it, it'll come to me soon. But like pretty much these cornerstones have been running the league um, mm -hmm. for for like the last decade or so, right? Like it's not. We always talk about, oh, this year this this team has a chance to win a championship. This if you don't have a generational talent on your team, like one of the, one of the cornerstones, it could be just five to be honest: LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, Giannis, and Jokic. Now, mm -hmm. um, you're not winning a title. Like you're just you're just not right. Katie's come the closest, right? And he was a supplementary player as well. So, with that being in like like in mind and you take that into account for the last 11 years like these five or six generational players are the only ones who have dominated the last decade plus that goes to show you how hard it is to win a championship right i think jokic is the youngest out of that group but all these players are above 30 like you were mentioning right and these are the older generation um that are, are kind of on their way out, right? And we're talking about the younger stars. So I think if the older stars are still in part running the league, I think the question if the younger generation cares about winning championships is kind of unfair because it's just not their time yet. It's just not their time yet. When I look at a guy like Trey Young having a phenomenal playoff run in 2021, that, that, that screams out a winner to me. He's under 30. When I see Luka Doncic like gaming the Clippers over and over, season and season, over and over again, that's a winner to me. And going to the Western Conference Finals, destroying the Phoenix Suns in Game 7, that's a winner to me. When I see Devin Booker tearing apart um, the Clippers, um, you know, just like in having a historic like playoff run himself with insane true shooting percentage and just scoring in bunches averaging 40 for a series like that's a winner winner to me too so i think with social media like obviously the lifestyle is absolutely different and everyone's kind of adjusting to that but i think when the playoffs do come around no matter what we think of the regular season and that's bogged down for everyone no matter what age you are like you're seeing instances of today's stars that are 30 and younger making the effort to go after when the time when the time comes because when you make the playoffs and it's april and it's may time no one cares who's on a max contract nobody cares who the franchise player it's put up or shut up and we've seen several examples of the next generation doing just that to be able to you know put themselves in a position to win a championship right jamal murray in insane playoff performances he's he's under 30s he's next up obviously um and you can just go down the list of of these of these kind of stars that are you know, doing their best to kind of kind of stand out. Anthony Edwards has had a couple playoff moments in his young career, right? Like these guys are are gamers. Yes. Are they on GQ more often than we've seen in the last five, 10 years? Yeah. But when it comes time to actually like ball out, like these guys do show up. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, I thought I like a good playoff run um individually obviously with things to work on but like so there's there's several examples of players kind of showing up. donovan mitchell is one of my favorite players was balling in utah too so um i think when the time comes i think the lifestyle because the nba season so long is 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 jarring and it's eye-opening but when the time does come um to kind of put up or shut up you are seeing that drive you are seeing that kind of will to win uh when all the chips are at the table yeah uh definitely and to me it's it's tough um, because it's a real fine line between a counting 
like a person's pockets because we have to we have to not only look at this as a game. This is these guys' lifestyle. This is how they make money. This is how they feed their family. So when a guy holds out or he goes to another team because they offering him more money, um, we at some point we have to be like, okay, the guy did make $75 million more when he went to that team. I mean, I could see that. Um, and then you also have to look at uh, – the way I look at it, I look at like a, a LeBron. So LeBron stayed in Cleveland for seven years or eight years before he left to Miami. I don't think that's a, oh, he doesn't care about winning. He stayed there. He brought his team where they, he he got to the ceiling of where that team could get. And he was like, you know what? I want to win a championship so bad that I'm going to leave here and go somewhere that I can. I like that. The, the ones that I have a problem with is the guys who play for two, three years. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to leave. Um, or they make a selfish move in taking a certain amount of money, knowing that once you do that, you're not, your team's not going to be able to acquire another player. So I do think this generation cares about winning championships. Um, maybe not as much. Um, and do, and I think it's kind of due to the fact of the money, like certain guys who don't win championships, they're still going to leave this NBA. They're going to end their career over two, three, $400 million. Back in the days, you had to win a, t- a championship to get an endorsement, to get this deal, to do that. So that helped you get your money. It helped your notoriety. It put you in a movie. It put you somewhere in the Hall of Fame to where now you're getting money. Nowadays, it's almost as if I need to ball out for these two, three years while I'm on this rookie deal so I can get that extension. So I think the mentality is is kind of different, but I think it's still the same, but different, if that makes sense. Well. I'm going to – yeah, go ahead, Shubs. I I was just going to add, like, right at the border, too, I think a prime example of this, because he's at that 30 range, and, like, he kind of falls into the next generation of, like, kind of stars that came into the league after those five guys that I mentioned that are kind of championship, you know, pedigree players. Damian Lillard is quietly, like, the biggest story in the league right now, right? And we're just, like, waiting on the bomb to drop. Where does he land in all this? Because he's the next generation. He's actually 30. Does he care less about winning? Like, he is such in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, no matter who you ask, right? So I don't, like, like there's so many arguments to be made. Does he care about winning? Well, if he stayed for this long and he didn't run from the grind, uh, you didn't leave your team. So you obviously don't care about winning championships. But if LeBron got so so much scrutiny and the KD got so much scrutiny for doing the same things, leaving early – do they not care as much anymore in, in the player movement that we're talking about? So, like, he's a prime example of just, like, trying to fulfill, you know, his duties as a player and, and a commitment to his team and overdoing it to a, stand, to, to a degree to where we're like, oh, you overdid it now, so, like, we're going to look at you sideways because that wasn't the right way to go about it, even though we have historically p- praised loyalty to a team um, all this while. So, it, it, it's never going to work in your favor. No one's ever going to, you know, see it perfectly and have the perfect situation because now it's like, why didn't you leave earlier when we have like several cases in the past of players that we have absolutely like clowned on for leaving. So it, it, the narrative changes no matter who it is and the, the goalpost is, is constantly moving. So it's just, it's, it's really unfair conversation sometimes depending on the player. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to say this. I think um, 
I think the you know we started off this hashtag five and it's over. I think the days of guys winning five championships is over. Um, the way with the money situation, the way the league is promoting parity, because you think about it from the the play in, um, you know, from things like the play in. Um, you know, not necessarily the whole NBA Cup thing that's going to debut uh, this upcoming season. But you look at the play-in situation, you look at, at the amount of, I can say from an entertainment perspective, this is one of the best NBA seasons that we just witnessed just because of all of the teams that had like realistic shots at like getting into the playoffs. And then once they got into the playoffs, it's like, yo, like, who is the clear favorite? There wasn't really a clear favorite. And I think that's better for probably the NBA. I think, um, you know, also, if you look at the money that's being thrown around, uh, that players are earning, like, you look at Jalen Brown. Um, Jalen Brown is going to make, with his extension, he's going to make more in a year and a half than Michael Jordan did his entire career. And I'm, which, yes, sir. You know, look, more power to him. I just think with the way the NBA is now, the days of guys winning five championships are over. I think, uh, I think the especially with this new CBA, the new CBA runs through the twenty nine thirty season, even though uh, it has an early a one year opt out clause the year before that. I think in the twenty eight twenty nine season, but with the whole thing with the the luxury tax penalties, the second apron and all of that. Uh, uh, I think it's about guys earning their money. And I think the league is like saying, hey, get paid. It probably is not good business just to have one dynasty because, you know, think about it. How interesting was the NBA when KD went to uh, the Warriors? Like it was a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah, they're going to win it. But then you go past this season – when it was just like wide open. And I think it's just a different ball game nowadays. I think it's about making money. I think it's, there's going to be more emphasis on parity and uh, the league being wide open. We look at Giannis, you know, we look at Giannis who is definitely a generational talent. He's probably my favorite, him and Luca are my two favorite players in the league. Um, Giannis, it's been, you know, Giannis won his in 21 um he hasn't really gotten close to winning a second one yet um and you know then you look at uh, you know you look at some of the other generational talent uh, that's in the league and B hasn't come close uh, we t- we just spoke about Dame uh but they do walk off with that generational wealth because hey let's be honest you know yeah uh, an NBA championship is great for your legacy but when it comes time to paying that mortgage or, you know, or buying that new Maybach, you can't bring oh, the trophy. You got to bring that money that you earn. So I think it's a new ball game with the, with the money that's being thrown around. And, um, you know, we look at the Denver Nuggets. They won one championship. And then as soon as they won, won their, their, their casualty, you know, they had to lose Bruce Brown. Um, I just don't see where guys – and maybe, maybe that's maybe they probably care less about championships 
because the league is kind of setting it up where, hey, we actually need to spread this around. We can't just have the same three, four players winning championships every year. Um, but, yeah, I think the days of the – I don't see – I don't out of the younger generation, I don't see anyone getting to five. Unless someone says, yeah, I'm going to leave $50 million on the table so I can team up with that guy. Um, yeah, I think those days are, are – Giannis, Giannis has been in the league for 10 years. He's, like, probably halfway done with his career. He has one ring, and he's probably – the second best player in the league right now. So I completely yeah. agree. Like, like, yeah. like dynasties and like winning it all, getting to those kinds of historic numbers, fours or fives. Like, it's it's over. Like, like we saw. We everything is made about the most recent dynasty, which is the Warriors. And Kevin Durant left. That was a major part of that dynasty, and left a, left that dynasty with two, with the number two. And it's mm-hmm. like mathematically speaking or statistically speaking, he is probably going to end his career with two rings. Right, like at this moment in time, right? That could definitely change. So these numbers, like we used to see with Jordan and and the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, um, it's just gonna be much harder. And that's again speaks to LeBron's greatness about the championships he's won across multiple, multiple eras. So absolutely. And I think the thing is we you know, to circle back to LeBron and Steph, you know, between the the you know, Drake the trio in war uh in Golden State with Steph Clay and Dre, and then LeBron. I think that these guys might be the last set of guys for a really long time that will be that would have a chance to win a fifth ring. Um, you know that. You know that's yeah. I think guys winning a fifth ring is probably over. Um, and uh, you know, I still lean on. You know what? For the sake of really cementing that number one goat narrative, I still lean on LeBron uh, need, <laughs> needing that fifth ring. I know I'm in the minority, but hey, it wouldn't. Well, so be the so first. I I think the I'm not gonna say it's dead. Um, it's just gonna have to be perf- a perfect situation. Uh, because the way that it is, the CBA actually lines stuff up, at least until it runs out, is that players are going to have to kind of, you're going to have to pick your team and you're going to have to stick with them. So I think that's what you're going to end up seeing, like the Celtic situation. Um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, I think that's going to be there too. Uh, Porzingis might not stay there. Uh, he might play as two. I don't think he stays there, though. So it's going to be stuff like that where it's like you're going to see these teams and it's it's best suited if you already have your two set. If you have your guys already set right now, okay, we can continue to just give them extensions or max them out and build around those two. I think that's the way you have to do it. But if your team's not built like that already and you're just going to be flipping in the wind, uh, rotating vet men's and rotating players and signing guys to two-year, $30 million deals, that's the, those are the kind of teams that are not going to be able to sustain um, stability and be able to win. I so, I see. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. But, but okay. But let's look at Dallas. Nowadays, like these contracts, just are like okay. These are trade assets. If push come to shove, this is going to be a trade asset. Look at the whole thing with Kyrie. I think they'll probably give Kyrie and Luca maybe a year and a half. Like if this season. 
truly goes to shit. If this season, upcoming season, really truly goes to shit, I could see Kyrie being on the trading block by either next summer or by trade deadline for the following season. So that would be what, 25, February of 25? Um, so it's like even now, they, there's less patience. There's less patience nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I I can see what you're saying. I don't see, I don't envision that happening. I don't think Dallas is going to be have a bad record. Um, they're they're missing some defensive parts, but I think uh, as far as regular season goes, Dallas is going to be a good team. Um, and then once you get Luca in the playoffs and Kyrie in the playoffs, we kind of know what they're about. I I look at them the same way I look at the Lakers last year, where. That project of putting Kyrie in there with Luca, it just needed time. And I don't think they had enough time to gel. You saw little glimpses of it. And then Luca got hurt when they started to roll. And so things were just bad. So I think I I'm not I'm not gonna just say Dallas is gonna have a bad year, but you are right. Um with the contract that he signed, he that's definitely as far as the way we're looking at extensions now with Jalen Brown up in 60 and and then you got AD at 60. So that's the new number for, for if you're a star or at least a, somewhere in that range. Um, and I think Kyrie's sitting around like 45. So, yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> it's crazy to think about it, but that's a tradable number. It's weird. but It is. We are now. KB, what's your thoughts on what's being said? Um, I mean, I. I mean, the way that King and then Chubb broke it down, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, I do think that's kind of what's going to be happening. Um, like I said, I could be wrong. Like, with this generation, maybe it's because I'm just, like, I grew up around a lot of old heads. Because I'm part of the young generation, so being 30 years old. So just with all, all that and just seeing how it's been done, I'm just used to seeing a lot of teams stay. You know, a lot of players stay. Stars stay and continue continuity and grow with each other instead of trading going to other teams. So – I mean, if that's how it's going to be, I do kind of like, you know, I, you know, it's always fuck the Celtics. It's always will be that. But with what the Celtics are doing, if they're going to stick with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, that's actually a, it's pretty smart to be honest. And then you just keep putting people around them to grow with them. Um, did I had a question? Did Grant Williams get traded? He's not on the team anymore. Yeah, he's with Dallas. He's with Dallas. Okay, so. With Grant Williams leaving, like, I thought they had a, a solid group with Jason Tatum, Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, and then also Grant Williams and Al, Hor- and Al Horford with um, Robert Williams. So when it comes to them getting Porzingis, I mean, is that going to help them defensively? Yes, but, I mean, you didn't really need a Porzingis. You just need more time together. Um, and they had to stay healthy, too, I think. They had a couple injuries in that season. But with that model just being like two stars and you just building around, I think that's probably the smarter way to go. But that's the thing, which what I'm kind of worried about, because King said it too uh, when it comes to just keeping those two. It's the creation of like how the Suns are right now. They have what, four stars or three? And you're staying with that, but then you're going to continue, you're going to continuously in, you know, recycle vet men every single year. So it just depends on how long. Um, the Phoenix Suns decide to keep their team together. But um, go ahead, Chef. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
we're obviously moving into a new era. The CBA was a good point. I, I agree. I think we're going to see a lot more contingency about staying with your team. Uh, I think that's obviously to help the small markets. But, I mean, changes, change can be good sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not it's not the end of the world kind of kind of thing. I mean, that's what makes the NBA fun. It's ever it's ever changing. And so I'm excited for the changes as, you know, we're talking about the LeBrons and Stephs, the worlds are kind of on their way out. And, you know, we're, we're going to see, like I said last, you know, which – which one of these next stars are going to like kind of elevate themselves. I think Jokic is now in the prime of his career. Is he going to supersede and kind of, you know, stop the way for people like Donovan Mitchell, Trey young, Luka Doncic, like, and Jason Tatum on their way to get rings. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's just a lot of unknowns, which is, can be really exciting. So we're about to see what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Shubs, this has been a fucking dope conversation. Thank you for joining Definitely. us. But, but we, you know, uh, as as you've heard, uh, as you know, we're PGM Purple and Gold Mines. We're doing the month of Mamba, and I see you have a Kobe shirt uh, on. Um, for those who are watching on YouTube, so I want completely to by accident, by the way, completely. Hey, you know, it, it was an act. It was meant to be. I yeah. want to ask you, uh, and also on your Twitter profile is uh, Mamba when he won. I think that was ring number two, uh, num- number three against Jersey, New Jersey. So I want to ask you, what's the you have a you have a Mamba moment uh, that sticks out to you, or what's what comes to How mind? How much time you do you got? Me? How much time do you go got? ahead? <laughs> the floor is yours. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking to. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean that sticks out to me. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many. I'm not going to obviously pick the best one, but I think um, in real time, um, watching him live and, and as a kid, like one of the fondest memories that that doesn't happen today at all. People got to remember, like that 2010 season, he had like six game winners, like in that season. I think it was in like a two, three month span where it was just game winner after game winner. I remember like the buzz like last couple years, DeMar DeRozan had buzzer beaters back to back games. And that was like elevating him to like MVP conversation. Kobe had like six in the two, three month span to like get, get wins. And this was when the eighth seed in the West was winning 50 games. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, relative to this year, the Lakers due to phenomenal second half, we finished at 43. Right. So like it was a tough, tough West. It was loaded and there were injuries going back and forth. Bynum, had major issues with his knee, um, obviously. And then we had to rely on Powell and Lamar a lot. But this guy at the end of games, just no fear whatsoever, right spot, right time, getting to his spot, and just nailing it when, you know, his name was called upon. And to do that um, at the age he was at, age 30, right, and getting his knee drained as well, broken finger as we saw in the playoffs, like it was just crazy to see live. That's like when my affinity for Kobe kind of like solidified. And that's back when, like, the newspapers would come to my house every morning and the front sports cover would just be, you know, Kobe Games Toronto, Kobe Games uh, Milwaukee at the buzzer, Sacramento, um, Boston. I remember going to I remember going to my AAU game. Um, uh, my my best friend was my teammate and my best friend's dad was my coach and they were both from Massachusetts. And so we played Boston. It was January 30th, 2010. Uh, we were on the way to our to our game, and my best friend's brother like pulled out his phone. We were watching it until our game came on because our game was at like at one or something. It was like a Sunday primetime game on ABC, 
and it was going down to the wire. I was like, no shot, we win in Boston. And then as we're pre like war- warming up, uh, <laughs> we hear the news that the Lakers won, and I saw the game winner um, on a phone and like over Ray Allen. It was just the craziest thing ever because we really needed that game uh, in Boston. It almost seemed like impossible we were gonna win, and to win that on the road. Kobe gaming, it was it was just amazing. I remember where I was and feeling really, really happy about that specific game winner. So dope, dope, dope. Yeah. Well, Shub, you're a true true gentleman for joining us. Uh no, thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely, it. absolutely. Uh definitely. Uh you and the rest of the coaches, you guys are welcome anytime, and I'm sure we'll be calling upon you your number. Uh, you know, at some point again. So just want to shout you out. Um, you can find Shub on Twitter at OVO Lake Show and also on playback, playback.tv slash all access Lakers. Shub, once again, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking it. to you soon, brother. Later. Have a great night, guys. Appreciate it. All right, so that was a dope conversation with uh, Shub from Coaches Den. Truly appreciate um, him um, joining us this week. Um, yeah, I think that was a cool, that was an interesting conversation about that fifth ring and, you know, if winning is uh, looked at the same. But you guys know how we wrap up every episode. Uh, with what we're watching, and uh, this week has been pretty interesting for me because I have an interesting story that has to do with Barbie and the Ninja Turtles. But, but King, what are you watching? What have you been watching? Call of Duty. God damn. Oh god. And I've been watching the Marlins. I'm starting to keep back up with them because they're in a playoff race. I'm wow. all day, bro. I don't really do museum movies. Who owns the team now? Some Chinese guy named Kim. Huh. Some Chinese guy named Kim. <laughs> Some Chinese guy named Kim. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know Derek <laughs> Jeter. Tough, Derek Jeter's no longer He's part tough, of it. Bro. All right, KB, nah. what, you, what you watching? He says some Chinese guy. What if he's Vietnamese or mm. Korean or Japan? Japanese. What was it? KB, what you watching? Um, I'm literally watching. I'm gonna start watching. Uh, what's it called? Um, the uh, the Avengers uh, series with uh, the secret. Oh, uh, the secret. Oh, invasion. secret invasion. Okay, secret invasion. I'm gonna start uh, episode one and two tonight. Ah, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Um, Alan, what are you watching? Fuck, dude. Um, I've been starting to watch some anime. Uh, mm, there you go. Which ones? I just finished watching season two of Vin- Vinland Saga, which was oh, how actually, good is dude. Vinland Saga is actually pretty dope, so I would definitely check out Vinland Saga. Um, shit, I just finished watching Twisted Metal, as as a matter of fact, which is actually pretty dope too. Uh, I'm. Hold on, is that a? Isn't that a movie? That's on no, it's on Peacock. It's a series. Yeah, Twisted Metal. Oh, oh, it's a series. You never, you never played Twisted Metal? No, I didn't. I played it on PlayStation. On PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah they, Anthony Mackie's in it. Anthony Mackie's yeah. in it. Yeah, it's pretty dope. 
uh, kind of, it's like dope but cheesy at the same time. So, but it's I, I'd recommend it. Kind of brings back some childhood memories. Very uh, nostalgic. Um, I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I've seen like episode like one or two of One Piece. Uh, this might be very. Um, I can't think of the word. Like Zen, maybe you could help me with the word. I'm not sure if I like One Piece. So, wow, I don't, I don't, I don't get the hype. So I'm gonna give it like another episode or two to see if it's if it's worth the hype. Because like everyone's like, oh, One Piece is the best anime out there. So yeah, I feel you. Controversy, like it's very controversial. What I'm saying, if you like whoever watches anime, but. One Piece is yeah. what I'm watching right now. All right. I was actually going to ask, since a lot of people are into anime, has anybody uh, seen the series of Yu Yu Hakusho? Huh? The what? It's called Yu Yu Hakusho. No, I don't really like watch anime. Like the like the only anime okay. that I've seen, like is like the basic shit, like fucking Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z, Spirit mm-hmm. Spirit Away. Princess like Monoku like Mononoke. Like yeah, my Mononoke. god, dude, that's yeah. a fucking classic. Then I just yeah. literally just watched Vinland Saga and I was like, hey, this is actually pretty dope. So, yeah, I haven't seen any of that shit. Um, so okay, no, the reason I'm asking is because of uh, with those ones that I'm mentioning, uh, Alan, it's those ones are really good because with One Piece. You have to be really invested in because there's so many episodes that are meaningless. Yeah, you don't need to watch. And it, it just kind of sucks. So, like, honestly, with when it comes to One Piece and you start it, just go on the internet and look up these significant pieces that tie into the storyline. Because a lot of these story, a lot of the pieces are just like side side quests. It's oh, just, okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like I watched like the first episode and the second episode. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like this. This is different from yeah. from Vinland Saga. So I don't know. And then someone else told me to watch. Um, fucking kaizen something whatever can't think of the name right now oh, yeah. i have to go back and look but this it's apparently it's pretty dope so i'll have to go check that out man i don't know i like play a lot of i've been playing a lot of basketball but i fucking might have gotten hurt today so i don't know we'll see oh shit hopefully you heal up bro i fucking i ran into i ran into somebody and i hit like my forehead and my nose into their like Good. hip and side, and I fucking like whiplash my head back. So like my back is like Jeez. hurting right now. Well, hopefully you're not on an Anthony Davis medical plan. Um, you know, I yeah. So this <laughs> week I got really fucked over, and uh, so you know, my lady she lives in uh, you know, she lives. It's a long distance relationship, right? So I went and visited her, and. So I my flight to go back home was like eight o'clock at night. So she said, "Look, why yeah, don't fucker, we... you didn't come see me." Um, excuse me. What she had to offer was way better than what you had to offer. <laughs> um, so, so she so before I got there, right? She That's said, debatable. "Like, yeah, well, okay." <laughs> well. So before I got there, right, she went to see the Barbie movie uh, with her kids. 
And so all of a sudden, after she saw the movie, she's like, oh, my God, I love the movie. It is so great. Then she started with some bullshit. She said to me, oh, if you want to see the movie, I would love to see it with you. And I said, well, I never I never said I wanted to see the movie. What the fuck? Are, I was like, no, 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 no. I know what you're doing. You want to see the movie again and you want and you want to drag me with you. I was like, let's just call it what it is. And she's like, no, 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 no. If you want to, I was like, come on, just stop it. So she said, yes, I would like to see the movie and I want us to see it together. So I was like, okay. I said, sure, no problem. Now the Ninja Turtle, the new Ninja Turtles, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. It was, it's, it got released on August 2nd. I was leaving Texas August 1st. On the Tuesday. So I'm like, okay, you know, Ninja Turtles comes out tomorrow. All of a sudden she says, Oh, guess what? They're the at the movie theater, it's a one o'clock showing for Barbie, but then there's a two o'clock showing for Ninja Turtles. She said, Which movie oh. do, do you want to see? And I was just like, Really? She said, No, it's up to you. Whatever movie you want to see, uh, it's up to you. Then she just gave give me this look. And anyone, folks, you know when you're when your spouse, person you're in a relationship with give you that look, it's pretty much the choice has been made up for you. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, this Ninja Turtle. I've been loving Ninja Turtles since I was a baby. I wanted to be a turtle when I grow up. And this fucking <laughs> asshole. It's like, oh, it's up to you. What do you want to see, Barbie or Ninja Turtles? And I was just like, come on, you you already made the choice for me. And she was like, no, no, it's completely up to you. Now, here's the fucked up part. This is the dilemma I have. She also knows this. I can't go see certain movies by myself in a theater. Like, I can't go see it. So, because anyone can say, oh, well, when you get back home, you just go see Ninja Turtles on your own. Here's the thing, folks. I can't see Ninja Turtles on my own. It's summertime. These fucking uh, dumbass kids are still out of school. So I can't go like I can't go into a Ninja Turtles on my own. I look like a pervert. And she knows this. Like, like I can't see Ninja Turtles. I can't see not I can't see those type of movies. I come off as I like a fucking yellow. predator. So I end up she she end up takes we end up going to Ninja Turtles together. I mean not Ninja Turtles, Barbie. We saw the Barbie movie. And then I'm and here's the here's the plot twist. The movie was dope as fuck. It was dope as fuck. It's uh do you guys know what an adapted screenplay is? I think so. Sure. sure. Why not? Okay, an adapted screenplay is a screenplay that is based upon something existing. So if it's like based upon a true story or like for instance Transformers because it was based upon the toys and the and the cartoon, that's an adapted screenplay. Um The Godfather is an adapted screenplay because it it, it comes from the source material is the book. So I'm telling you, Barbie is the most creative, adaptive 
screenplay, adapted screenplay I have ever seen. The way what they did with that fucking movie, you would think like, okay, because what Barbie? I don't think they've ever had cartoons. It's always just been the dolls, and you're like, okay, what the fuck think, are they gonna? What kind of story? I think they, they did tell? have a. I think they did have a cartoon show, but it didn't do so well. Okay, it probably was short lived, but it's still based upon the toys. The what they did with that movie, it was dope as fuck. Now, do I ever need to see it again? No. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So, but look, shout out to the folks that that wrote the script. I, I encourage everyone to go watch it. It's dope as fuck. It's all about um, you know shitting on the patriarchy, which hey, you know sometimes. We need to be called out on our bullshit. It's a dope-ass movie. Now, because I'm not trying to ever be confused for a pervert, I have to wait until Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles get on the streaming service before I watch it. So, um, it's already there. Yeah. But it's so to my quality. yeah, so to my favorite person who I went to see Barbie with, um, I love you. Uh, you can also fuck off. So yeah, so that's um, so that's my movie story for the week, um, and yeah, uh, I'm about to what? When we finish recording, uh, we're recording this on Sunday. Uh, Winning time, season two, uh, the first episode just premiered, so I'm gonna be watching that on on Max or HBO or whatever. Ooh, so yeah, I'm gonna yeah I. I binge watched the first season. I never watched it. I finished it yesterday. It is dope as fuck. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be watching that. And uh, yeah, um, so I'm looking forward. Uh, I'll give my review sometime next week. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. You know, I have it's on my list. On on I on it's on my fucking watch list. It's something because I know they also have a spinoff. Don't they have a spinoff, or they're about to have a spinoff to the boys? I think they're about to have a spinoff, but I'm waiting for the boys to come back. Like I'm waiting for another season. No, the boys are going to come back. They're going to do another season of it for sure. Yeah, Jeffrey Morgan is like one of my favorite actors. He's such a badass dude. Like, is I'm that the guy fan. who's uh who's uh butcher? I. I yeah, I'm not sure what his role is, but I know he's in the boys. So, um, no, he's the guy that played Negan on The Walking Dead as well. Negan. So, oh, come on, man. But yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward, looking forward to watching Winning Time. Um, and yeah, but uh, fellas, it's been one solid episode. Hashtag five and it's mm-hmm. over. We will be yes, sir. We Who would you say back. was your favorite actor? No, he, no, no. He's not my favorite actor. I just admire him, uh, Jeffrey Morgan. Yeah, my favorite mm-hmm. actor is a toss-up between Brian Cranston and Gian, Giancarlo Esposito. So both wow. of, both of them played yeah. on Breaking Bad. So, but this has been one hell of an episode. What are you saying, Alan? Jeffrey Morgan isn't in The Boys. He's not. Oh, okay. I was Is he? Say, I was like, no. no, he's not. Hold on. Okay, there's an Amazon show that he's on. 
Um, it's not the boys. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's not in the boys. Maybe he might be in this season, but he's not. He's not on the. He's not in the boys. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm looking at. I'm looking at his shit right now. Oh, he's a guest star. He's a guest star. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guest star. Okay, so that's it. Yeah, he's a guest star. Yeah. But all right, I'm gonna try this for the third time. Uh, this has been one <laughs> hell of an episode, uh, episode five, and uh, yeah, we will be back next week. Meeting of the gold mines, episode six. Um, please, folks, we are at purple gold mines, and mines is spelled M I N D S. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on IG. Follow us on Threads. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and please join our throughout the month of August. We'll be having nightly watch parties um, in tribute to Kobe Bean Bryant. We're at playback.tv backslash PGM Fan Cave. Shoot us a follow. Um, whatever platform you're listening to this uh, this episode on please um follow like leave a comment give us five stars all that good stuff it helps us it helps us grow so um hey to everyone in lakerland and beyond wish you the best and we will be back next week with episode six peace yes sir